0: From 11FS, I'm Sam Mall, and this is Connection Interrupted. Connection Interrupted is a weekly show focusing on individuals across all walks of life whose plans and journeys were interrupted, disconnected, or rerouted. These are their stories told in their words of the obstacles they faced, the challenges they overcame, and the role technology played both as an instigator and as an instrument for positive growth and change in their lives. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Some of these interviews I do are really just for me. It's because my curiosity has been piqued by individuals um, and their stories and and how tech came into play. And this is definitely one of them. You are about to meet my niece, Mary Catherine Chambliss, or Mac, as we call her. Also her boyfriend, um, Ross. They are two of the biggest characters I know. I have no other way I know how to describe them. Their personalities are bigger than uh, most people's families that I've met. They're wrapped up in just a bundle of energy. This is their story of of two kids from the south, from from Georgia, from small towns in Georgia, who have made it to the cusp of big time, both living in, in Harlem, living in New York, living out their dreams. In, in theater and in dance. This is the story of a proud um, uncle <laughs> doing that interview, but trust me, you will so appreciate this story. Actually, I was going to start there. I'm going to start with you, Mary Catherine. Favorite play of all time?
1: Play or musical? Oh, Very different God things.
0: almighty. Right, How dare favorite? you ask
1: that question to a theater person?
0: Favorite musical, Mary Catherine
1: okay so i have more than one for different reasons here
0: we go <laughs> um, be a long interview <laughs> yeah
1: okay so my favorite musical is once on this island and i'm not just saying that i know it's that's the kind new of, one no it's not caribbean one? once on this island came out in 1990 which was the year i was born Okay. Here we go. um my first time ever at a big theater conference was at the junior theater festival uh, which is the company that kind of sparked my New York move? Okay, so I was at the Junior Theater Festival and I saw this group from Florida perform once on this island. Keep in mind they were like all white kids doing once on this island.
0: For listeners that have no clue what once on this island is, it's about the Caribbean, right? It's a Caribbean um, musical.
1: It's it's not the Caribbean. It's more of South Africa. Okay. So, anyways, the whole story is that this peasant who is dark skin, falls in love with this light skin man. So they can't be together because of the, the culture at the time. So again, white kids in Florida. Exactly. But I thought it was the most magical thing.
0: <laughs> okay, so a get away from musicals. Right. Man. Favorite play?
1: Um, Crimes of the Heart.
0: All right, now more importantly, Ross. <laughs> Here we go. Favorite play? Death of
2: a Salesman. Oh, that's a classic. Okay, favorite musical? Or uh-huh. do you care? No, I do care. Okay, I I, I, you know my favorite musical. It either has to be—is this, is so, this is so lame? Um, the Wedding Singer, the musical. No, but I love the I love the he just, like, actual the stage around version to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then I love Heather's the musical that came out. Oh, I guess like actually... three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, or I guess yeah, three years ago.
1: She's now. about to be in Mean Girls.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so my other favorite musical for me is Hamilton, but good, that was way too easy. Favorite play, man, that's hot. That's tough. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really old and say West Side Story, which I know it's a musical too, mm-hmm. but get over it because <laughs> I remember watching. I know, but I remember watching it with my mother. So you can just that's really cool. Bug off. When did you guys move to New York? July.
1: You did not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. July 4th.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did.
0: July 4th. Sorry.
1: So I was June.
0: So the summer of twenty seventeen. So this is what makes this entire podcast interesting. All right, Um, this is my niece. This is my niece's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Do (laughs) not Ross.
1: He's my friend. Yeah, we
0: we were struggling for a name. I'm I'm your niece's Ross. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way of putting it. And so I've known Mary Catherine since you were, Lord, I don't know, eight, I think. But this is why we're doing this podcast because I find it fascinating. We've got. Two younger folks, Mm mid-20s, that have moved from the South, so from Georgia, both of you. So, Ross, you grew up in Macon? I grew up in Waynesboro, Georgia.
2: Okay, so for our listeners, because even <laughs> I don't know where that is. Does everyone know where the Masters Golf Tournament is oh, okay. played every oh, okay. year in Augusta, Georgia? Yeah. I'm 20 minutes south of that. So you're the Waffle House that Bubba Watkins went and Exactly. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, actually, the Huddle House. The Huddle House. Huddle, you can okay. call it a Huddle Duddle if you'd like. <laughs> Lord. All right, so anyways,
0: not exactly theater heaven. And the Mary Catherine, you grew up in Columbus, or well, Catala. I grew up right? in
1: Catala, yeah. Which, I mean, yes, we have Columbus right there, but Catala.
0: Yeah. Small, so small. you both grew up small town, Georgia. All right. So and theater isn't exactly thriving there. I, I think that's an OK thing to say. Columbus, Georgia does have the River Center mm-hmm. and Columbus, Georgia actually does have
1: the Springer Opera, the Springer House.
0: Opera House, which is, I don't know, 120 yes. years old. And something like
1: really that. because of their education system, which I was a part of, has boomed and thrived and so, the state theater.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so but going from that to living in New York, we're in Harlem right now. Right, mm-hmm. we're in the fifth floor <laughs> with no I'm elevator. A walk
1: up. <laughs>
0: yeah, off of uh, just off of MLK and Lennox. Uh, a fun neighborhood, actually. Yeah, uh, Harlem's a lot more fun than people. I think. Give it credit. No.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot more
0: diverse than people think too. They don't. They don't know that. I think uh, like you can get literally any kind of food within a two minute walk of their apartment because I know that because I just did a two minute walk.
2: <laughs>
0: <around this laughs> so you can get any food but i want to talk about that path from going from waynesboro and catala georgia to new york and and working in theater and in working in education and, and Ross, you're about to go on tour. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as, as a what stage manager? Stage that? manager for Urban Bush Women Dance Company. And when you see Ross, that's the funniest thing ever, folks.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not an urban, I'm not an urban not bush a woman. woman but a... I I do I am and I, I got welcomed into the bush. That's what they yeah. said. Welcome to the bush. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's going to be the name of this episode. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: wow. You know, we had a name at something. So we're going to go with that so so mary kathleen let's start with you first because okay. i've known you you know forever and a day. how old are you now i'm
1: 27 20- no i'm not stop I'll aging yourself i'll be 27 on saturday
0: yeah very soon it's almost christmas yes. so it's coming up soon so so like, but the first time i met you we are going to tell that story because it makes me laugh okay. um we had just eaten at b Merrill's. i was dating your your aunt mm-hmm. at the time They were in columbus georgia at Bee Merrill's, and i'm being introduced to the family most awkward dinner of all time, folks. I'm a I'm the Northern Jew, who uh, <laughs> from Detroit, who is dating this this uh, Southern girl, and it was to the point now we're being introduced to the family. So I was meeting Mary Catherine's whole family: so her mom, her dad, brother, older sister, and Mary Catherine, and granny.
1: I just remembered something that I have to interrupt you about.
0: Oh God, go ahead.
1: Okay, so I didn't think about this until you were just calling. Y'all met online, yes? Yes. Right. Okay. That was literally like before online dating. I mean, obviously it was not a big thing. And it so it was super scandalous. And I can remember sitting in the parking lot of Billy's supermarket and mom had one of those cars that had just, it was like one of the first cars that had the over the intercom thing. Yeah. And Danny Joe called and said, online, online, what does that even mean online? It was
0: Match.com. This is around uh, 2000, if I remember right. and
1: So we thought you were like a a killer.
0: Yeah, they actually, um, my wife Mindy made me um, send her a copy of my driver's license. And the assistant district Uh attorney for Phoenix City, Alabama, (gasps) looked me up to make sure I wasn't some serial killer.
1: That's what we thought. Yeah.
0: Now here it gets even funnier. I actually never saw a real picture of Mindy until almost a month and a half into the relationship. Because it was by phone.
1: And um, I actually
0: told her over the phone that I was going to marry her.
1: I know, because that's what the conversation was about.
0: That's when I thought I was a serial killer. That's when it really...
1: We were like, no, this is weird.
0: So anyways, that was a long time ago. So this is the first chance that I got to meet you. And Mm -hmm. again, Granny's there and everyone else. We have the whole meal. It's incredibly awkward, by the way. Um, (laughs) Oh, my, Ross, you don't know. Incredibly awkward meal. (laughs) We We eat. (laughs) We get done. There's really no talking. They're like, where are you from? You know, Detroit gets quiet, you know. What kind of name is Mall? Well, it's French Canadian. Mom's side's Jewish. It gets even quieter. You know, it's a fascinating <laughs> meal. We get done. We go to walk outside, and Mary Catherine suddenly comes up to me. We're waiting for the car to come up, and Mary Catherine goes, "Do you want to hear a song?" <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I say yes, and then uh, Mary Catherine proceeds to sing. I like big butts, and I can't deny the entire raps the entire thing. She's eight years old. She's wearing black black pleather pants. Uh-huh. This yellow. <laughs> Feathered shirt that, that I've never feathers seen. Feathers hanging like that. off of it. And Granny couldn't hear very well. So <laughs> the entire time she was clapping and going, That's sweet. That's so good. And Mary Catherine's talking about, you know, large butts. So at that moment I knew she liked theater. and um, it was obvious that she was gonna have a career in that. And I spent the first five years that I lived in Columbus going to every flipping play, song, dance, thing, recital. dance recital you did. Yep. Which was nonstop. When did you when was the first time you were in a a play or recital? Do you remember? What yes. was your first one?
1: My first play was at school, and it was in first grade, and it was a Christmas play, and I got the lead role. I was pretty proud of myself.
0: This is a this <laughs> is
1: Pine Ridge Elementary shout out.
0: There you go. What 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 was the role?
1: Um, I was the Christmas sister that was going to save the town, and my name was Igloo you because still, that's a normal name. You still remember? Yes. That. Oh my and god! And I remember the outfit we wore. We all had to wear these horrible like nineties track suits that said Pine Ridge Eagles not yeah. even real costumes. And I thought that was a big problem.
2: <laughs> sure you knew there was an issue. Yeah,
1: this is not storytelling.
2: So so you're nice
1: you're, 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 handing,
0: you're handing notes to the director, correct? Right? Which yeah. you probably That's my were blame. And it was not and and uh Mary Catherine's mother, um my sister-in-law Stacy Chandless, nice shout out for Stacy. Is, is one of those classic theater moms, meaning, oh, oh my God. When when Mary <laughs> Catherine does a play, at, at any point in her life, there could be 30 shows. She's at all 30. She's going to try. And she cries at all 30. Yes. And she gives you flowers at all 30. And,
2: and she's going to go to the matinee for all 30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Right.
0: <laughs> we've, means- we've lived through that. Yes, she does. But she loves theater, too. Yeah, the she way.
1: really does love theater and music because she was a music major before she pulled out and didn't you know continue her education
0: well and my other memory um of you growing up is anytime i had to drive with you and your mother was some broadway show tunes in the flipping car at full blast and both of you singing belting belt yeah through like nowhere georgia by the way belting out show tunes
1: yeah my mom is a really good singer really good and her voice has evolved over time so she used to have this really like raspy crazy like southern gospel voice and now it's super high soprano she's good
0: so, so, that's your early days. Mm-hmm. So you, from from basically coming out of the womb, have been involved in this. <laughs> yeah. So, Ross, are you the same? Did hmm. you have a love? <laughs> so, here we go. So, Ross, oh, no. growing up in, in Waynesboro, I think you said? Yeah, Waynesboro, right. Georgia. At, at what point did your your interest get peaked? Because, because you do dance.
2: Yeah, like right. dance here. Yeah.
0: So, what, when did this come about?
2: Well, I was 22 years old. So wait, it literally, was college. Yeah, it was college. It was, yeah. a year before it was the year before you went to Lexington. Yeah, it was the year before. I, so, yeah, I was 21 years old when I started Do You do realize how weird that is, right? I'm 26 now. So, yeah, it's very strange. It's super strange. So, so what was the, the tipping point? What what sparked your interest? Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't know how far back to go because, I mean, I did do a little theater in high school i got those like silly awards and stuff and like i went to college for theater and broadcasting this is troy no this is uh georgia college and state university uh shout out to gcsu okay uh the only liberal arts college and it's uh free or what is it like uh not private yeah it's not a private liberal arts Mm -hmm. college in the south so anyway um but I went to school for theater and I auditioned with these ridiculous, I sang You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, that was okay for my- you gotta
1: go back though because- Keep in mind, like, yes, he did theater in high school, but their theater, it was run by your English teacher. It was run by our English teacher. We performed
2: in the gym. Like, we did these one-act play competitions, and, like, we did did well. Like, we went to state one year, which was really fun. But but, this is a small, private school. Yeah, small school. school Didn't really get a lot of traction on that. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was, like, going to audition for a college for their theater program was, like, bizarre, (laughs) you know? And so I ended up... Ended up getting into the program, and I remember uh, you know, if my mom listens to this, she's gonna just be Your so. Mom will upset. Listen to it yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We already talked about me and that, no, Jojo's she, gonna lose her mind. My mother in law, yeah. freak. She was like, uh, don't, uh, don't take it, don't take the scholarship, don't go to do theater. So I didn't end up well, take. Yeah. Why? just cuz she didn't want me to do theater at that time in my life. She didn't think it was very sustainable practice. It would be like you getting a degree in philosophy. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, what were you going to do with theater? What are you going to do with theater? Yeah. And um and so I think that even though like she probably would be upset that I said that um cuz she, you know, feels like especially cuz my career now, she's, you mm-hmm. know, she's yeah. very supportive. Um anyway, but like that kind of drive is what made me into like that go that getter that I am still to this day and um but anyway so I started uh, I went to school without being in the theater program and without the scholarship gave it all up and then I enrolled myself into acting one. Right, <laughs> and she didn't like, know, she didn't right? Know. She, didn't, she know. didn't know for a whole like year that I had been cast in a play as a freshman. That that's a I, big deal. Yeah, I mean, it was it was at this school. I mean, it's a small school, but I mean, it was for me at the time, like How's life-changing, everything? you know? And like, so I um, ended up getting cast. I was working so much for the theater program as well as I took a job at Cowboy Bills, And they didn't want me to do that either because there's a country honky-tonk bar that's like, <laughs> nothing but trouble goes there <laughs> but i like was really chasing this theater thing and then all of a sudden was i
1: got so- you were running sound i was running sounds
2: right. and like learning a lot about just like production elements and like art making but and, you're like, not doing dance no well, not at this time no right i i don't this is the thing is like dance hit me in the face And it was just unreal. What was the moment when dance hit you in the face? I, this is funny. Like, I I talked with her the other night, but this woman named Lauren Adele cast me in a play called Metamorphosis. And um, she was like, I want it to be, I want there to be like a contemporary dance interlude. And so we watched as many, so you think you can dance videos Uh as we could and like threw something together, you know? And like that moment, even though it was so, ridiculous like and but ended up being really great and even Lauren still like talks about it to this day is something that taught her a lot but like i was like man i need to i think i'm interested in trying this and i i don't know what the catalyst was but i just got up and i went to these free alexander technique classes which is not dance it's a it's a body practice mm-hmm. where you align your spine and it's it's very Look it up. Um, <laughs> well, well <laughs> yeah. just to
0: fast forward, if you when you when you watch Ross dance now, the interpretive dance that that he's talking
2: about, not interpretive. What, what do you call it? It's contemporary dance. Contemporary Sam. dance. All right.
0: Uh, yeah. So you've <laughs> been let, educated. Let me, I've been educated. So when when you see Ross dance and and some of the ways he can contort his body, you'd be like, well, obviously he studied this since his entire life, and he must have done ballet or jazz, and now he's doing this. <laughs> that, but again, that's why I'm so surprised. Yeah, um, when you see that. So, this is just something natural. I love the idea of it slapping you in the face. Right, yeah. And
2: it was, I went from taking those free Alexander classes to basically being the only one that showed up. And the teacher there, um, who I owe my entire career to pretty much, um, tried it out. She was like, all right, here's some here's some like Bartini of style, like uh, modern floor work and mixed with this Doris Humphrey-esque like fall and recover stuff. And like I was just really into like that thrill that it gives you like just like kind of i don't know one building your body but like throwing your body through space and being able to be strong enough to control these like kind of high impact situations that you get yourself into and i I, so i signed up for as many contemporary modern classes as i could and immediately was taken like four or five a week and then from there the ballet teacher caught on that there was a guy dancing at the school and she was like nutcracker here you come and So <laughs> this is like uh
1: <laughs> so, every southern, every southern college does.
2: yeah they this need, is like a really yeah. bad movie yeah. on yeah.
0: lifetime you know yeah
1: <laughs> it it's falls
2: like, into dance yeah it's like i fell into it and i got swept away because i was a, a dude who danced or it was showed interest even terrible feet, terrible line, like had no clue what ballet was. I started, I think I took my first ballet class when I was 21 wow. and I ended up taking eight a week. <laughs> yeah. You know and what though, you said something yeah. earlier on
0: and, and Mary Catherine, I already know, you, cause I watched you live this out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and Ross, you said this, the internal drive that you have. Mm-hmm. So I've told, and Mary Catherine, just shut up and go with this. So I've told my wife, Mindy, your aunt, a million times as we were watching you grow up, we said the one that's going to the one that has it, the one that's going to be it, the one that has drive is Mary Catherine. Um, n- not that your, your your sister and your brother aren't successful, right? I mean, yeah. they, they've done really well. But when it comes to what, what great athletes have, for an example, is focus, right? Um, great startup CEOs, they have focus. And no matter what anyone tells them, they don't hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. And I know, I'm sure there are times in your life, Mary Catherine, as you were growing up, that you heard... This is really nice, but someday you got to grow up and you yes. get a real job. And Ross, um, <laughs> I grew
2: where do you up. Know? Yeah, yeah,
0: you grew up and then fell into this. And I'm sure it was yeah, like, man. "What's wrong with you, son? Why mm-hmm. are you joining this cult?" But this, it, but it's this drive to say, no matter what anyone says, I'm going to do this. Because Mary Catherine, I, I watched you go to school and then do like three plays at one time.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a social life,
0: and you really didn't.
1: I didn't. I did. It was really hard to have friends. For for those
0: that aren't from Georgia, she said, I didn't, which means I did not.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It means I did not. I I did not. Like I spent every waking moment in a dance class or at some theater camp. And then if there wasn't a theater camp, I was going to found a theater camp. Like I was going to be the founder and we were going to create a theater camp at the library. Like that's the type of person I was. And we were going to have a camp and we were going to have all these kids there. And so my summer was going to be doing that and not, you know, I don't even know really what the other people were doing because <laughs> that's not what I was. Doing. There was
0: no alternative. This was going to be your life. This is what you were going to do no matter what anybody said.
1: Yeah. And luckily, like very different. I think for what most people, I mean, my dad is a farmer and owns a grocery store in, you know, South Georgia and my mom, it was a teacher. And so you wouldn't expect them to be so supportive, but I actually was really blessed while everybody else kind of stared at my parents like, you're just letting her do that. You're letting her do that. And mom and dad kind of were with you, like believed in the drive and just were like, she's going to do it.
0: Yeah, Billy's supermarket in Catala, Georgia. Best ribs, best steaks, oh my best. God. Yeah, So we're giving Billy a shout. Can out Can attest that yeah. is that is right. But Billy is is not. If you put Billy in New York, it's funny. Right? He He's hates my brother-in-law. I can say this. He hates New York. <laughs> However, Billy was at every play. Yeah. And, and Billy would work a, a lord a sixteen-hour day right. and then show up. He might have fallen asleep, and that was okay because he was very tired but he was there every single time. The support system you had, and I I mean this nicely, Ross, I'm not. No. But it's, you see the stark difference, right? Yeah. From birth, basically, Mm -hmm. her parents and family, you were always told, at least by your family, Mm -hmm. yes, this is what you're gonna do for the rest of your
1: life. Right, because that's what I I was putting on plate, like it just made sense. Like, it made sense. And my dad, like, given he is much—if you check out Facebook, he's much more theatrical than people realize. Yes,
0: that is, but he doesn't mean to be. He but. doesn't mean <laughs> to be. <laughs> but but you see the, the dichotomy between the two of you, right? Yeah. From, mm-hmm. You knew from birth, Mary Catherine, this is what you were going to do. Yeah. And you had the support system. Ross, you were 20— 20, 21. 21 and secretly joined a class and didn't tell your family. Mm-hmm. At what point did you break the news to them that you were— You wanted to dance.
2: This is like Billy (laughs) Elliot. I love this. This This is Billy Elliot Elliot in Waynesboro, if it wasn't, you know. And this is the story that makes me cringe. I had just performed in... A senior show I think you were there were you there no
1: this is this, this is pre
2: or post Ross American. and I
1: both took a um senior adventure we were six-year seniors oh uh, no I was
2: a fifth year <laughs> excuse five me.
1: five years excuse me
2: excuse me but I was uh, I had just finished like my parents had came to a dance show which was you know I just was like oh it's just some dance thing I like, uh, got involved in it whatever whatever you know performed in right like six pieces and then I got Recognized for getting the dance scholarship at Georgia College and State University, and your parents are there. Yes, and they had no wasn't uncomfortable at all. Clue, yeah, and so they had no clue that I had even been been eligible for a dance scholarship, and so I went to a we went to a restaurant, we were like talking, and and I just remember my mom looked over, she said so. Um don't you have to be taking classes to get a dance scholarship? And like what does this entail? Like are you going to be are are you a are you a dancer now? Like you know just like very like concerned. And I just had to, I was but, just like, okay. oh. <laughs> I want to say this. I don't think his mom
1: was necessarily She concerned. was just mad. She was mad. I Most of all, because you just I, weren't honest. Because
2: I didn't tell her. And that was, this is the thing too, is like, because I was always so, I love my family so much, very close. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let them down. And I felt like if I did, the arts in some way that would be like letting them down but what let them down was the fact that i was dishonest with them through my entire like collegiate trajectory in the arts and so living a double life i was living a double life as an artist and then i'd come home throw on like a you know jeans and boots and a button down and and let me explain why that is so funny because ross right now is wearing a fur (laughs)
0: yes
2: (laughs) coat um, he,
0: he will put his hair up in a man bun. He can yeah. pull that off. He's hipster boy living in Harlem, but that is that, you know, that's what you went through. Yeah. And I find that, you know, again, to me, that is incredibly interesting. The approach you have. And, and for the listeners, what I'm not trying to do is make fun of South Georgia because I actually lived there and I enjoyed it. And love I've lived it. in the South yeah, my whole life. We love me it. Too. And, and let's, let's, let's lay a little foundation here. When we say Billy, Billy supermarket, that sounds cute. I mean, your mom has been to Paris and Europe and traveled. Yeah. You guys came to New York constantly, constantly and saw Broadway plays. You've been to the West End in London. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, this isn't some folks that live in a trailer. I mean, no. th- these are, th- they are well-off middle-class people. And, and the same for your family, mm-hmm. right? This We're, we're not They talking. own
1: small businesses and exactly. work their tails off.
0: Yeah. yeah. So let's get the stereotypes. I, I mean, we make fun of it and we're joking around. Yeah. But the reality is... These are are, are well-off families, mm-hmm. but it's, again, just fascinating to see the difference between the two of you and how you grew up, and yet here you are in Harlem pursuing a dream. Mm-hmm. So now this gets interesting. When did you two
2: meet? We met in 2013 mm-hmm. um, at Lexington Children's Theater. Um, oh, you were in Kentucky. I was in Kentucky. We met in Kentucky. Oh, so, you, so Mary Catherine spent the summer.
1: The summer before, I had already been there, so I was kind of the intern that... Knew my way she,
2: already, she already knew what was going on. She was 20 minutes late to the first meeting and it wasn't a big oh, deal. Well,
0: here's, here's what I love
2: about, <laughs> but here's all about Mary Catherine. You never lost
0: that love that you had as a little kid when you wanted to correct the teachers because you were in tracksuits for that play. Yes. You have been teaching kids literally even when you were a kid. When I was a kid, yeah. You were doing choreography. You were teaching them some of the plays and choreography that you've put together. And I don't know a kid that doesn't like you.
1: Yeah, I'm sure no. there's some.
0: 99.99% of the kids she works with Love Mary Catherine. They're all going to listen to this podcast. My number is going to be
1: oh, huge. They are. But,
0: but <laughs> that's the truth, though. You've taken your love and you've never changed. Mm-mm. So you were doing that. You were working the summers in Kentucky. Yep. Talk a little bit about the Lexington Theater.
1: Um, that Lexington Children's Theater is honestly my happy place. Uh, I knew that I liked education thanks to you know, the lovely people at MTI and growing up as an MTI kid. What's MTI? Music Theater International. They gave me my first job and paycheck in New York City when I was 13.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Yes. How could I forget about that? Because Stacy never stops telling no. me this story. She so worked for music that. theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, eat the okay. Twizzler, Ross. Oh, Ross God. is eating a Twizzler. I'm
1: going to go really, really fast. I'm going to a Twizzler, um, too. This
0: might be a long story. <laughs> no, in middle school,
1: like, in Harris County, we were lucky. We had a really great teacher named Meryl Chain who developed I mean keep him like this is rural Georgia I mean yes we were the suburbs but she developed this insane theater program in this middle school and like demanded that we go to this festival and we were going to take a play Broadway Junior had just really started buzzing and it was their first ever festival and this is the this is a international like it's a huge deal that MTI with i-theatrics puts on every year so we went to the first one and at the first one um they took notice in our school because we were one of the only public schools. We weren't a performing arts school. And while this was held in Atlanta, Georgia, this was schools from California and New York. And here we were, wow. the South Georgia, yeah. So they thought we were we were what they really wanted. You know, they wanted the public schools to be picking up these scripts. Anyways, long story short, we kept going to that festival. And then um, when I was in eighth grade, they gave us a pilot script. So we were gonna pilot Susicle at my school, and I had been doing the choreography. So, I did the choreography for Susicle in eighth grade. And old oh, were
0: you in eighth grade? You're I was 13. Yeah. 13 years 13, old. 13, yeah. I okay. was
1: 13 years old, and I did the pilot Prodigy, production. Prodigy. Yeah. Keep going. I did the pilot production for Susicle, and um, we got to premiere it at the same festival that Zach Efron was at. Oh, yeah, that nice. was a big deal. Like, that was high school musical days. <laughs> oh, Zach right. Efron right. saw my choreography. I just want to know. Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm premiering... I'm sitting Ross. right here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ross <laughs> is not impressed.
1: Um, so th- we, they, my like school performs Susicle and the resident choreographer for iTheatrics comes up to me afterwards and he's like, you're a student and I just found out that you did this choreography. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I didn't know that Stephen and his partner Tim you know, and Marty, all the guys at iTheatrics were wanting to sort of develop. They did these choreography DVDs in the summer and they wanted to start expanding that and let kids come up from all over the place and be in these DVDs. Well, they said, how would you like to come to New York and do the actual choreography? At for 13. 13. So at 13, my, they were like, we, we can't, we don't know how this is going to work. We can't fly you up there, yada, yada, yada. But if you can come, like, so... My mom and I figured it all out. My mom and dad, like, really talked about, like, what are we going to do? Like, we don't know. And they said I could go. And so that summer, um, I was getting emails from this New York company and uh, all these different shows that I was going to get to be his assistant on. And I was his assistant for five different Broadway DVDs.
0: So Stacy basically came up here and the two of you moved to New York for the summer.
1: For the entire summer. Yeah. So That's when, why I didn't have friends. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, but, but right, I was working. <laughs> <But> think, about,
0: <laughs> think about the drive, right? Yeah. At, at 13, I don't even want to know what I was doing at 13. But at right. 13, this is what you were doing.
1: I worked also. like I had a, my mom would get mad at me because she'd spend all day in the city and I'd get home and she's like, let's go here, let's go here. And I'm like, I just want to lay on the couch like I'm so tired I was working nine to five and I did that for two more summers
0: and that's when you fell in love with New York too
1: I fell in love with New York I wanted to be here
0: when's the first time you came to New York Russ
2: I was in 10th grade I think or 10th or 11th grade Um, the school that I was at did a trip to Washington DC and New York and um, and that's uh, yeah I was during the winter time (laughs) and I remember like it's so stupid But like we don't wear scarves in the south. No, No. I bought a scarf in New York, and I was like, I'm meant to be here. Wait, was it the piano scarf? (laughs) No, it wasn't the piano scarf. Uh It was like another. It's like a. It was like a blue with some stripes. I don't know. It was from Gap. Um, (laughs) The Yeah, the Gap. Gap. Um, But anyway, yeah and um i remember looking around at the buildings and like one of my friends said ross you look like you belong here and you know that's that's something no but that's something that like uh is so ridiculously cheesy and like when now we're on the street and we see all these like high school tours and i'm sure like at least like everyone gets that said to them but that really stuck with me and i was like you know what and i told that was um my friend emily ann told me that and i said i'm moving here and you think i'm not but i will and, and you uh, didn't even know about dance at that point. No, remember? no, I didn't. I just said that I was going to move to New York. I don't know why, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and um, it took me a very long time to get up the nerve, but I did. Well, you went. So you went to Florida State, Ross. Yeah, went I went Florida to Florida State. Got your state, masters. Got my right. masters
0: there. Mary Catherine, you went to Troy, mm-hmm. right? You have your master's? I don't even no, know.
1: No, I'm working on my master's okay. with Columbus State.
0: Okay, so there you go. I'm her uncle. I don't even know this stuff because I don't listen to anything anybody tells me. I just tune it out. But you're working on your master's I have now. my
1: thesis to write. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Oh, wow. Everything's done, uh, I just have to write the thesis.
0: I am so sorry. And I moved
1: to New York So in the middle of that. So mm, so what, not so even let, a date. Let's the
0: talk thesis. about that decision, right? Yeah. And, and that conversation with your family. Because Mary Catherine, we... The Chambliss family and I'm part of that, and mm-hmm. the Branch family. Shout out to Papa Don and JoJo. We have known your entire life you were going to come to New York, and that family has dreaded that moment. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. an incredibly close family, right? Um, but they'd known the moment was What's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beyond obvious. This there was going to become a point when you moved to New York. So, w- at what point did you finally decide to take that leap? What what was it for you, Mary Catherine?
1: Well, I don't know. It, uh, I don't know, because I went to Kentucky right after I graduated from college, right. and then went back to Columbus because I was going to work on my master's and, and teach. Yeah, I taught for two years at a public school, which I loved every minute of.
0: And those kids loved every minute. Yes,
1: of it was a great experience. And we had already discussed before Ross went to FSU that like it was something that we both wanted to do, but it mm-hmm. had not become like a concrete idea. And I guess in Ross's second year at FSU we started as a couple just saying this is what we both like if we want to do it let's do Mm -hmm. it and then this
0: was without jobs lined up or anything like that
1: yeah but in my heart every year I was still going back to Atlanta and working the conference now as you know a judge and that kind of you know working the system and, and that thing with them so I had these ties in New York and it was in my heart like I want to be up there I want to be up there I want to be up there and so um, our other roommate, Kimberly, mm-hmm. uh, was living in Atlanta last year. And I was at JTF and Kimberly and I were sitting at like a restaurant. And I was like, no, I think I'm not just saying this anymore. Like Ross is going to graduate this year. Like I'm going to do it. And if Ross decides he doesn't want to do it, I've already made the decision in my mind. Like, I love you, Ross, but this is, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm just going to go ahead and if do it. If you
0: don't have drive, you shouldn't be with Mary Catherine. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you that Yeah. for every listener. If you're not self-motivated, you might as well just, you know, call it a day and move on. A day. But right. I think that's honest. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. So you, you I just decided.
1: Somebody. And Kimberly decided. She was ready. She was dancing for a company. So she decided, okay, I'll do that too.
0: And you have great family support. Ross, what was that conversation like?
2: Well, so I always would tell my parents that I was going to move to New York. Um, and they would always say, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Um, and not because they want to keep me in Waynesboro, but just because like, um, just because we are close, like they don't, right. they don't, and they don't fly often. They like to drive. They, I mean, they drove to Kentucky. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like as long as they can drive to where I'm at, then they feel like I'm close. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um Anyway, so I was like, I'm going to move to New York, not because I want to get away from you or anything, just because I want to go. And they would always say no. And I ended up after college, I was, um, it was after I did Lexington Children's Theater and everything. And
1: you were already in grad school. Yeah,
2: I had art. So I applied to fsu for grad school and it was i don't know like something about that timing didn't feel right because i felt like i you know just started dancing i have a lot more to learn and for some unknown reason (laughs) fsu gave me granted me into their masters in fine arts which is a terminal degree in dance And I was like, this is unreal, you know? And so I was like, I have to jump on that. I have to eat up every bit of knowledge I need to. Anyway, I met all these faculty members at Florida State and guest artists through the Maggie Allisey Center for Choreography, which is housed at the Florida State University School of Dance. I met people that had ties to New York and I listened to them and understood what they were... Um, talking about, about the city, about being an artist in the city and how freaking hard it is and and, and, and kind of how crazy you have to be to try it. And um, I decided after after my first year, really, but really after my second year, I sat on it and was like, yep, this is the only thing that's going to happen. Like I'm going to move directly after I finished my master's degree right. and I'm going to eat rum noodles every day and peanut butter, which i Freaking love peanut <laughs> and butter Twizzlers. and you Twizzlers. Those like are good. Um, keeping me fit. Um, <laughs> anyway, but um, I was like, I'm going to do it, and so that was the decision. That was the decision that I had to make, and and I haven't looked back.
1: Yeah. So let's let's, no.
2: talk, let's talk just a minute because
0: you, again, you're both from the South. You went to school in the South. I think there's this misnomer that if you want to be in theater. If you want to be in the arts, you've got to be New York, or mm-hmm. L.A., or yeah. Atlanta, and you have to study there. No. Yeah, Kathy, you are at Troy. No, and Excel.
1: I'm. I'm looking at. I have a huge. We have a huge Troy. Network. Troy yeah. University is showing out. In
0: Alabama, everybody.
1: We are not just like yeah, our school. I. Every single person that's up here right now is employed and working in the theater industry. Mm-hmm. Like we're not sitting on our butts. I'm so proud. And I didn't realize how proud I was to be from Troy honestly, until I got up here and we're on our game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have, we have a f- friend that's about to open in mean girls and he didn't graduate from Troy cause he went on um, and started getting work right. while he was still at Troy, but he's about to open on Broadway in mean girls and, um, uh, another co-worker of mine, we're both the directors at our program. Uh, we have a friend that was just company. in a dance company, mm-hmm. um, multiple friends in yeah. dance companies. We have friends that are, just, she just got off the tour of Paw Patrol. Like, uh, yeah. I mean.
0: So what do you think is the most important then if, if you're looking and you're talking to, because you, you've taught kids, mm-hmm. right? So looking at kids growing up in Waynesboro mm-hmm. or Catala.
2: You or make the pick, path pick. for
1: yourself. And that's what I'm saying. That was my big, and I'm going to, okay, this is a little segue myself. That's been my biggest culture shock about everyone up here. Like the jobs are there and you can work. And yes, I know there are certain people that are auditioning every day and it's just not happening. I get that. I get that. I get that. But if you get off your butt and just do it then it's going to happen. You're going to find something. And there are jobs out there. My company is constantly seeking teaching artists that are artists that are, are doing different crafts and that sort of thing. So you can find a job to sustain yourself where you can still audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just... And
0: I, you know, I've talked about... So
1: I just don't get it sometimes. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's hard for me.
0: So so people listening to this podcast are like, this has nothing to do with fintech. What are you doing? Um, it's my podcast. Get over it. Um, but... <laughs> It, it, it equates over to the, to the startup life. You either hustle or you don't. Right. Yeah. And I don't care what industry it is. I don't care what you're doing. You either hustle or get out and find something else to do. And that's what I know, Mary Catherine, you've always had that. Right. And Ross, you've had it. You just got slapped in the face What
1: did you get it. off tonight,
0: Ross? <laughs> I got off at 9.30 or
2: 9 o'clock. 9 yeah, 9 o'clock, o'clock at night, All right? right? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Mary Catherine when I came to the, to the uh, apartment and uh you know i said how much time do you actually spend in the apartment and everybody just started laughing yeah. because you don't
2: <laughs> right you work no and you work in whether you know i have currently three jobs and 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 i know that's like the wham. wham i'm an artist i have three jobs it's not each one is serving me is giving me right. some sort of like uh, it's giving me payment yes yeah, so i can pay them bills but also like this huge amount of cultural capital like i'm gaining all, I'm gaining networks. I'm gaining uh, Which let's, conversation. Let's go back to network. Knowledge. Yeah. Because again, that goes across. Industry.
0: Yeah. That's something, jokingly, that's what I do. I network. Yeah. That's, and my, everybody at my company is going, that's trite, because he doesn't work. I network like crazy. Yeah. Because that's incredibly important in, in tech and what I do. Yeah. I know that it is for you. Mary Catherine, right. you just talked about that, you know, your first time even coming to New York when you're 13. You've never lost that network in those days.
1: No, parts. they, they trust me.
0: And that's massive. I mean, that's right. a, that's an important message to give to folks who are trying to work their way up. Right. They need to learn that, that skill very early on.
1: Yeah. Don't burn your bridges. Don't like Mm-mm. keep, keep, in, if you admire something or you like that quality in that person, like keep in contact with them because mm-hmm. you don't know when they'll come back.
2: Or if you're not in contact with them and you still admire them and appreciate quality, reach out.
1: Right. Email. Reach out to them.
2: People don't realize it costs nothing. Oh my gosh.
0: To reach out. And you should never stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Make the list and reach out to them. And then a little little time go by and then reach out again. Yeah. Again and again. You got to knock on the door.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that I've gotten on these substitute lists as like up here. Like, I know that sounds like, oh, I'm on the sub list for dance studios, but they're like these. Breaking
1: into that is a huge. That's hard. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: very hard. And even though you think like having like this degree and like all this stuff is going to help you in the long run, it doesn't. It's about your face. It's about making your net work like for you. <laughs> well, I, was, I was asked this uh, a couple of years ago because I do mentor
0: a lot of yeah. folks. And, and um, I remember one young guy who was, was trying to make a decision about what he should do. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm praying about it. and I'm asking for God to point me to the right door and open the door. And I said, well. Sometimes God wants you to walk through the stupid door, you know, right. you take that that leap and take that step. Mm-hmm. And so both of you have done that. Yes, you moved to New York. So what's it been like? You're about six months in now. We're up at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the experience been like, Mary Catherine? I mean, what what are you doing? What what's your
1: job? My job is, if you're familiar with the mayor's big campaign, uh, one of his
0: Mayor De Blasio. Yes, yeah.
1: one of his big pushes was to get middle school. Like after school programs. So, I work for a, co- an, a company that runs one of those school out uh, NYC programs, it's Sonic Program. So, we provide after school programming to middle schoolers. So, they're not just going home. Their school day ends at 2 30. That's a long it time is, to have nothing to do. And programs are expensive. This is a program that's free to these young people. So, I recruit them, I get them to after schools, I hire really stinking cool teachers that get one of my teachers right now is, um, she's a stop motion artist, but instead of using clay animation, she uses cardboard and she just had a big gig on Sesame street. And so she is teaching my kids. These kids are getting this program for free. She teaches them cardboard stop motion with recycled products off the street. Like, it's insane. the diff- And I get so excited about the artists that come in. Um, and so, like Ross said, each little step is helping us in our career. I eventually want to be an admin theater education artist. Um, so I'm getting this enormous amount of knowledge as an administrator and program director for this really cool company.
0: And, and you are working <clears throat> with kids and you're you're building up their emotional... And mental well-being by doing it through the push. arts. That's but,
1: our huge push, and it's not just art. We also do STEM. Um, so we have you know Lego robotics and steampunk sculpture, where they're taking yeah, apart machines. I it's stinking cool. We're building a really cool sculpture right now.
0: And we're living in a we're, we're living in a time um, in our country where we have to make we have to make tough choices, right, on what we fund and what we don't. Um, and, and that's tough. I mean, I get that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand deficits. I understand um, everything. It's just amazing where we're willing to spend money. Sports. Um, and I love sports. <laughs> don't get me wrong, right? But the amount of money that we will put into certain areas with kids and then ignoring others. And right. And for me, I just did an interview earlier today with a, a company founder and a completely different side. But we were talking about the importance of a liberal arts degree when it comes to tech and not taking the human element out. Right. And so this idea of theater and what you do for those kids to me is um, pretty special. Well, it's life
2: changing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Ross, what are you doing? So right now I'm one uh, of your three jobs. Yeah. One Pick of my one. three jobs. Uh, so I guess
1: name, name all three, but yeah, then let's, let's elaborate on
2: one. Well, yeah, well I'm i uh, I'm a Pilates instructor and I got my Pilates certification through the FSU school of dance. I um, got my mat degree and I'm, you know, doing my reformer as well. And getting the comprehensive done so that's really exciting to see it's not just like i don't know who all does pilates but in my opinion it's it's one of the greatest ways to garner a positive posture in your life on everything that you do um and i get to see people change over the classes that i teach them and it's i know i'm not a pt i know i'm not a doctor and, and i'm not claiming to be any of those things but i i do feel like it's in some way you know I said, I'm like changing the, changing people's walking stride one foot at a time like and hoping that it can get them around the city just a couple of more years, you know, like whether it's an old person or a young person, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's something I really am intrigued in and it it definitely informs my choreography. It informs my dancing. It informs my body to perform at the rigor that I want it to. Um, and, and, and so it's very intertwined. I'm also, um, on the sub list for some dance studios, which is, uh, you know, it's hard to break into that. But I'm making my own work, which I do feel like is also a really full time job. Yeah, I just performed this past weekend, um, which was really exciting. Um, And you're about to go on tour and about to go on tour. And then uh, with this is my last job um, with Urban Bush Women Dance Company. and I'm the stage manager for them. They're based out of Brooklyn, but we're rehearsing right now up in Harlem. So it's a nice commute for me.
1: <laughs> easy, <laughs> it's a yeah.
2: Very easy commute for me. We're, we're, uh, their apartment is in Harlem. Right yes, yeah, so so our apartment so. is in Harlem. Yeah, and so nice it's, apartment. Yeah. It's nice to just like wake up and, and, and get going and get up there and be in the room with some of the most incredible artists in the city. and um, And the work they're making is so important in culture right now, but also just like in history. Yeah. Um, one of my mentors, Jawale Willa Jo Zahler is the one who gave me the, or like offered me the job. And then Sam and Shannon, who are the, uh, artistic co-artistic directors of the company now, um, which Jawale is the founder, Sam and Shannon are the artistic directors now. And, and they hired me to be their stage manager for hair and other stories, which will be doing a national tour for the next three months. So, um,
1: I think you need to give a little shout out and like just brag about Javale really quick. Yeah. She's, she's kind of a big deal. If
2: if, if the don't, listeners don't yeah, know the dance world. If you don't world. know the dance world and you don't know Javale Zolar, look her up. She's one of the most incredible women you will ever read about. She's been in so many books. Um, she just won the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, up in New York as a uh, contemporary dance artist for the Bessies. Um, and um, I could... Yell out a million more accolades. She, she just. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a uh, we'll put links to her. Yeah, we'll yeah. She's notes. pretty amazing. Yeah. So, s- so here's what I'd like
0: to do because the 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 theme of this podcast, when we call it Connection Interrupted, is the role tech played in people's lives, whether it it mm-hmm. it interrupted them. So, in, in your case, Ross, that slap in the face, the <laughs> dance, yeah, yeah. Um, with Mary Catherine, it's that first play when they were doing it all wrong in tracksuits. But <laughs> but the impact of tech can also be how you use it for good. And yep. so Mary Catherine, early on, you were talking about when you first came to New York, the idea of DVDs, right? Which is so cute now, because it would be like cassettes back in my day. Um, but now with YouTube and and the web and what you can do, um, is, is there any sort of connection in there on, on putting these together and putting material out for kids to access?
1: Well, they're still creating all of those every summer. Um, and, and MTI has... All of that. Uh, I think something that's kind of cool is they did a show space website where basically um, different people from across the nation can upload their sets and their costumes and that sort of thing and all be connected.
0: So it's like a resource if I teach. Yes. So so that, that teacher in Waynesboro right? The excuse to saying I don't have any material, it's out there, right? Yeah,
1: that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. anymore. And that really started with iTheatrics and MTI, their big push with Broadway Junior and the festival in general. Even schools that don't go to the festival get on their Facebook page or their Instagram and, and all that sort of stuff, and they can follow it and get connected with this teacher over the internet and say, "Hey, we're doing Shrek. Does anyone have the dragon?" I know right now. Seriously, my the middle school I was at in Columbus, they're sending a dragon to a school in New York because I made that connection, like right, <laughs> and they saw right nice. that kind of thing. And so that's that's easy.
0: Mm-hmm. But but it's I, and I think that's an imperative advantage that kids growing up now that, that want to get in a the theater and want to do this. Um. You know have that distinct advantage can go out and and do the research and see that that was still kind of coming up when you were young yeah so it's a little bit different right i mean ross you might have discovered dance who
2: knows a little bit earlier yeah maybe i i don't know i feel like i would have been too scared (laughs) like as a middle school and high schooler trying to be cool but you know what that's a I, i think that's an
0: important point yeah right and i don't care if it's in new york boston london or waynesboro it's different for guys, yeah, I don't know why I don't think it should be, it but, should but be. it is right yeah. it's a stereotype that um, you know, if you have any desire to to be in theater or sing mm-hmm. or act or dance um, then then there's something wrong with you,
2: yeah, and there's not. I'm gonna shout out to all those all those guys all those boys those men out there that are growing up like it's not do what you want it makes you happy like and i think that 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 kind of situation that happy situation is what i was chasing like Mm -hmm. even through high school i was like doing things like painting murals and wearing checkerboard vans like just trying to figure out who i was and it wasn't until i got until i found the the dancing and the theater and the performance and like the making the art making like and i was like man like this is if only i if only like little ross could have like known you know i mean i was doing all that stuff but just right. in a completely different kind of way like just kind of like hiding in my room drawing a 20-foot mural on the floor you know yeah. like things like that and it just kind of like comes out of nowhere and just if you if you just I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, no, but I, I think it's, you know what I, what I find interesting. So the two of you
0: have grown up, the internet's always been around. Yeah. Right. In my yeah. generation, we had to learn, by the way, you know, those, yeah. the smartphones, you've had all of that. Uh, surrounding you and I can, impacting your life i can't
1: remember
2: the dial-up tone well yeah I, <laughs> wow, you're so old we had, no, uh.
1: we had the computer room right next door to my parents room and my dad like yelling at me at night because it was in 2007 and i know this because the university of michigan which has I mean most incredible Go musical blue. theater yeah incredible they had the biggest class ever and they Um, had andrew keenan bolger who is a huge influential person on on the internet and on all forms of social media and all this kind of stuff and nobody was really documenting musical theater in in that way on youtube and he started a channel and it was just all of his college friends and
0: oh i could see you binge
1: watching oh my gosh for days. And then when they all moved to New York, right after college, they made this series like, um, Wilson was his last name. I can't think of his first name right now, but they made like the batteries down, which was their own YouTube, you know, channel and with all these series. And I would like, Oh my gosh, I want to be like them, like, and follow them. (laughs) I did get to meet Andrew keenan Vulture last year at the Atlanta conference. And I went up to him Um, cause I, I recorded myself singing his intro to Andrew's blog and i got to meet him and say like, do you remember that kid that was right right here that sent in all those videos? You put me in your intro (laughs) and he laughed really hard and we took a picture together. (laughs) That's all.
0: Exactly. But no, seriously,
1: Uh, like they played a huge, I didn't think about it until you just said that, but they did play like a huge part in like me wanting, like I was so musical theater juiced up. Think
0: about this. You're those people now. Yeah. We we were joking around when we started talking about history, right? Um, And joking around, but history, your life history and and everything that's happening, you're living through it now. And I know when you're getting home at nine o'clock at night and leaving at whatever time in the morning you're leaving, which I know is early, that it's hard to reflect on that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you are, you're living through those decision points. The good news for both of you, you've done it at a young age. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you didn't wait, mm. right? As someone who's coming up in fifty-one, because my birthday is one day after yours, Mary and Catherine, as we know, um, we're Christmas, Christmas babies. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but but you do. You hit fifty. You really start reflecting, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, I wish I would have done that earlier. I wish I would have done that earlier. To me, that 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 statement, I wish, is the two worst words, yeah, in the world. Especially when it comes to your career and and what you're doing. So for both of you, that's what I think is so cool. I think there is no I wish. It's I do. Mm-hmm. That was a hint for them to get married. I didn't mean that was for everyone else. They're both like, oh my God, he worked <laughs> oh that in. Yeah, so I'm going to move right past that. But
2: there is one. I hate one. You.
0: Yeah, I hate you both. Um, but there is, there is I, I, I'm very curious because, again, we talked about how you grew up and it was a little bit different. So leap forward, I don't know how far into the future, but when, when you talk about kids, because I, I do want to talk about the parents' role, because you've had Stacy and Billy, who I love to death, and we're incredible, right? In, in in the atmosphere that they gave you, and the support, and actually, Ross, and your family has been fantastic. Right, mm-hmm. once, yeah. once you finally admitted, yeah, once I'm truthful <laughs> you were doing. about it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so how do you see that as parents? What what if your kids have absolutely zero desire to do the theater?
2: Well, then they do have what they want to do. Zero exactly, desire to right? do the theater, right? It's going to be the coolest scientist. I guess that's the guy. When oh, I think gosh. of not theater, I think of scientists. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that is not where I was going.
2: I was going like a football basketball <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. it would be pretty tough. But, I, you know, I can figure out how to throw a football again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're actually a good athlete. He
1: did that. He was a great athlete. He was saying. a pole vaulter. I, I think, think that's how he can bend his now, body my so kid,
2: much. If my kid doesn't pole vault, now we got a problem. <laughs> you were a pole vaulter. Yeah. I like won a good region.
1: one.
0: Yeah wow.
2: I, I that's and now I get all the body curvature yeah, crap Yeah yeah so I um That was like my. That was it was because it's a performance. It's a performance. It's a solo performance. It is. You you have a
1: prop. You have a a prop, (laughs) and
2: you have a costume, and you have (laughs) steps—a certain amount of steps—to complete in order to get up and over. It is literally a huge dance, and you have to mark those steps, and they have to be precise because if they're not, guess what? You're gonna crack your sternum on something. Well, I'll say this: as you know, four
0: kids. Right, yeah. um, that I have, I always somehow work that into every one of these conversations. <sighs> yeah. Um, I remember when my um my youngest daughter Alex started playing soccer, and I was so happy because I've always been a soccer player. Her early years of playing soccer, I was the jackass that walked up and down the sidelines screaming at her <laughs> and telling her what to do and coaching from the sidelines. Um, worst thing you can ever do, oh. right? Mm. Worst thing yes. is to coach. You. I know. Yes,
1: as somebody that runs a program,
0: the worst thing is yeah. So, as a shout out to the parents, shut yeah. up.
1: Yeah, so shut, shut, up. And shut up. Yeah. Be supportive. Show that you care. Yes. Like don't just sit at home, but like come out, but don't be a turd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a great advice. Don't be a turd. Which is so true. Yeah. So looking forward, let's go let's go a decade out. You hit thirty seven. Okay. What are you gonna be doing, Mary Catherine?
1: I'm gonna be the arts administrator at a theater. So I'm going to be performing all the education director duties at a theater. Absolutely.
2: where are you going to be? Well, I'd like to say that I will have one choreographic Bessie. I keep saying that. Yeah, dude. I know, I know. That's a huge goal to reach for. But I'm going to be making some great work with a group of dancers, possibly have a company. Um, And I'm going to be... I'm going to be teaching all of the techniques that I've learned to other people so that we can kind of keep progressing this field forward, progressing culture forward. I want to be uh, someone that. It kind of helps drive American culture in the arts.
1: He's gonna do it forward. to normal people, and I'm gonna do it to younger people. To yeah,
2: normal people, normal like people. To, like, the normal people. He,
1: to the tall people.
2: To the tall people, <laughs> all the tall people, and you gotta remember, <laughs> right. I'm only five foot seven. So <laughs> all the tall people, all the tall
1: <laughs> people. The-
0: well, but but what you said, I actually like that idea of celebrating the arts yeah. and 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 maintaining that, right? Um, not losing sight of that because mm-hmm. it has so much importance behind it mm-hmm. and and its effect on society its affecting us as a culture yeah and 10 years from now i'll be rebroadcasting this this podcast oh when it's Bessie? yeah yeah this is going to be my perpetual evergreen podcast oh my i need you gosh. two to make it really we're gonna really we're going to try better. really hard okay? yeah we're going to try what a really shot. hard i'm going to work gonna try really really hard jeez, jeez. that would be so different mary catherine
1: no that's it's going to happen I, I just don't know what theater or like where even
2: she's going to be she's going to be directing an entire theater's education program and season and yeah, and I'm going to be season. starring
1: in it as well and she's like, also going to be
2: starring in it yes. what was it that you said earlier in the podcast is like you, you um, if there wasn't anything you were going to make a camp in a library yeah. you know she's going to do it no doubt about it this show is crafted for you by the folks
0: at 11FS we're building banks for the future find out more at 11FS.com If we hooked you with this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Every star helps. Today's episode was edited by Michael Bailey and produced by Laura Watkins, Ollie Judge, and myself. I'm Sam Mall and this has been Connection Interrupted. Thanks for listening.